Jeff Carlson takes control of the Apple Watch. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by NordVPN. Get secure and private access to the internet with a special deal at nordvpn.com slash macvoices. This week's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is an endpoint solution that uses the most powerful untapped resource in IT, end users. Learn more at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it seems like there's a lot of press going on right now, and probably will be through the holidays, about the Apple Watch. That means it's a perfect time to talk to Jeff Carlson about his third edition of Take Control of Apple Watch. Jeff, welcome. It's great to have you. <laughs> Thank you. It's always great to be on. I, I, I always enjoy our conversations, but right now, um, at least as we record this, there's so much press going on about the Apple Watch, uh, the Apple Watch Ultra, um, how many, mm -hmm. uh, what percentage of teens have Apple Watches on their wrist, the amount of iPhone, Apple Watch connectivity overall, adults and kids. The Apple Watch has really kind of captured, I think, everybody's imagination for a device that was almost, I don't want to say a throwaway, because, but it was, it Really, when it when it came out, it was not quite that big a deal, and it's become a really big deal. Well, it's it's weird. It it follows in that sort of modern Apple trend of something that uh, that starts out sort of modestly. I mean, if you remember the iPhone, the iPhone was absolutely a big deal because Apple was getting into this market. But Apple themselves, they were very modest you know they're like well we're really hoping we can get 10 percent of this vast market uh and you know like within the, the first year or something like that and you know for a while maybe you'd see one here and there and kind of that would be it and then suddenly you saw a lot of people with iphones and you know everything just kind of went crazy I know the iphone's not a great example just because it's been such a huge success but the apple watch kind of started the same thing. A whole lot of press, a whole lot of publicity, a big marketing push by Apple because uh, you know this was when Johnny Ive was, was very deeply involved with the design and they had gold ones and they had stainless steel ones and aluminum ones and trying to, to, to put this into position, not just here's a little accessory for your wrist, but this was a fashion statement and you know that it didn't really go very far, um, especially, I guess, for the people who spent $18,000 on a watch that no longer runs. Um, but at the same time, for the people who bought that, they probably don't really care. Like, it's probably <laughs> not too much money for them. Um, and and in the, I want to, like, the nine generations since... Uh, it's, it's just been this like slow build to the point now where I see people wearing Apple watches all the time. It's no longer this nerd geek thing. It's just this very helpful thing that a lot of people have. Now, you know, whether people are, are, are using it to their fullest extent, that's, that's kind of where my book comes in because I'm, I have no data to back this up, but it would not surprise me at all if most people use you know, just a tiny fraction of what the Apple Watch 
can do because it's telling them time. Uh, it's helping them with fitness. Uh, that's also another surprise is that the Apple Watch has become much more of a fitness device. Apple discovered that, you know, its real niche was to be this this fitness companion and track your steps and your workouts and Apple TV, Apple Fitness Plus and all of that. But I think a lot of people just like, they like having it. They like having something that is uh, tied into their phones that they already have. They like something that, you know, will give them notifications and let them, you know, uh, hang up call incoming spam calls without having to dig out their phone. And it just like, it's, it's a broad enough use case that it's appealing to a lot more people. And like I said, now I, I, I see them everywhere. And so it's really interesting when Apple comes out with something new to see, all right, how can we expand on this with say the Apple watch ultra or some of the other, you know, safety features, things like that. And yeah, it, it's been this this sort of quiet success that now I think it's just more accepted that, oh yeah, it, it, it's the Apple Watch. Well, not only that, Jeff, I mean, you, you jogged my memory on a couple things there. The first is a recent memory where I went to a meeting and I was looking kind of sideways at the people who weren't wearing Apple Watches. Um <laughs> And, you know, now they're always the people that just aren't going to wear a watch, and that's fine. You know, that's yeah, sure. nobody's ever going to get that market. But, and, and these were not people that had like, you know, the, the, the massive Rolexes or anything. They had just mm -hmm. made another choice. And it's like, you know, I, I almost wanted to say why, but, you know, then you really sound like a real Apple geek and, you know, you're not going to do that. Yeah. But I also remember back in the in the very early days after I got my Apple Watch having a conversation with Ken Ray. And he was the interviewer at that in, in that particular conversation, and he said, "You know, if you if you forgot your Apple Watch, would you go back? Would you turn around and go home for it?" And it's like absolutely. Mm -hmm. And now, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's now it's even worse because now if if I forget my Apple Watch, well, I seldom do because it's just I'm always accessing it for one reason or the other. So it's it's harder mm -hmm. to forget your 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 Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, uh, you know, for me, I am one of those people who I I, I wear the watch at night all night um, because I think that was sort of the use case of well, people are going to take their watch off at the end of the day, charge it overnight, and then they you know would forget to put it on, um, and like that became the well. I think that's how a lot of people. In, in that situation, you know, for, forget to put on their watch and then maybe they just keep forgetting and then they don't use it and uh, et cetera. I'm, I'm one of those people. I wear it all night, every night, um, partially because I want to have the, the, the sleep tracking, which has been improved in, in the, in the newest version. Um, but I'm not real like dedicated religious to, to check it all the time. I like having it, which is a, different thing right like it's a it's a consistency thing it's like i have an app uh called i forgot what it's called streaks i have an app called streaks and it reminds me to you know take my vitamins in the morning and what's great about that is is that when you do it you know one night two nights three nights five you know 
uh, it, it, it builds up that, that consistent habit. So then you're just not really thinking about, oh, geez, did I take my vitamins? Am I wearing my watch? So it's always just sort of there. And what was my point <laughs> in bringing all that up? <laughs> it's just the, the um, uh, like, there's so many things that the watch can do now that just reinforce everyday daily things. So, um, oh, uh, sorry, I, I remember. Um, the reason that I wear it all night actually is because I like having a morning alarm that isn't a big blasting klaxon in my bedroom, <laughs> right? Amen. I mean, I've I've gone through those days when, you know, I had to, like, put the alarm on the other side of the room and make, make it really loud. And, you know, my wife is not always appreciative of that, even though we generally tend to get up around the same time. You don't really want to be uh, jolted awake. At least we don't. And so... I have on my watch, I, you know, I put it into sleep mode every night. It automatically kicks into that. And then when my alarm goes off, it just taps my wrist. And because that's something different, because it's a physical sensation and because it's something that, that I've just come to do now for you know years now, it will wake me up and I can get woken up and not disturb my wife and everybody's happy, right? And so it's, it, it, it's things like this that, you know, if you don't have a watch and you don't wear a watch normally and you're looking at an Apple watch and you think, well, I could get a Fitbit or I could just get a regular old watch if I need to tell my time or I don't even need that because I have a phone that tells the time all the time, right? It's, it's a little harder to express that no the the things that make an apple watch interesting and valuable are the everyday little things like getting a notification when something important comes in like your email to me earlier saying hey let's do this 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 podcast uh you know like that popped up on my watch because i have you marked as a vip and there are, you know, a, a number of things like that. And then Apple just kind of keeps adding a bunch of other little things that don't always seem like a big deal, but end up cumulatively making it a better experience. I, this is a poor analogy, but I'll use it anyway. Um, you know, I know people that buy cars. They'll go, to, they'll go to test drive a car, and because it's not comfortable to sit in or – they don't like the way the controls are placed. Forget gas mileage, you know. Forget even sometimes price to 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 some degree. Um, you know, it's those little creature comforts and the things that you use or are going to interact with every single day. And so, I think your point about mm -hmm. the little things is is a spectacular one because you know, look, it's got the health tracking, and hopefully, neither one of us will ever have any heart issues that we have to be alerted to. But you know, it's it's kind of mm -hmm. nice to have there. But that's not something that I'm going to. I'm not going to be concerned about, you know, beyond about 10 minutes after I set it up. And then it's like, okay, I, all right, I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't triggered yet. So I guess I'm okay. So I can go about my, my life. Yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> a, it, it's like, you, it's, it's the messages. 
the notifications, the you know, the subtle I, a message comes in, and if I'm with someone, I can take a quick glance down and say, "Oh, I really need to address this," or "No, I don't." It's as you said, the phone call that comes in, and you know, right on yours, it says spam risk. Okay, I can definitely going to ignore that. Um, it, all those little <laughs> things that you deal with every single day that make it just such an amazingly useful device. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's when you buy a new pair of shoes and they can be the best looking shoes in the world and they can be, you know, like if you're a shoe collector and they're, they're super popular or whatever. Um, and if you put your feet into them and they're not comfortable, you're not going to wear them. And so, you know, that's, that, that's just kind of a waste. And we've talked about that, you know, with, with cameras too, you know, it's it's so important when you're buying a camera to get your hands on it because if it's not comfortable in your hand you're just not going to use it and the brilliance of the apple watch is for the most part it's unobtrusive um you know even to the point where you know there's like a larger version and there's a smaller version for people who have smaller wrists and for some people like they just want something that is giving them that information um, but it's not a phone. It's not the thing that you grab out of your pocket and then takes all of your attention, right? And it's not something that when you go to check something on your phone, you're like, oh, I got a message. And then you're like, oh, well, you know, since I'm here, I should probably check Facebook. And, oh, boy, I never finished that, that, that uh, poker game that I started earlier, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is a fleet visibility solution for Mac, Windows, and Linux that can help you securely scale your business. The challenge with endpoint security has always been that it's difficult to scale, and when remote work took over, that challenge got exponentially harder. You need visibility into your fleet of devices in order to meet security goals and reduce service desk tickets. But how do you get that visibility when different parts of your company run on Mac, Windows, and Linux? You get Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that gives IT teams a single dashboard for all devices, regardless of their operating system. Collide gives you real-time access to your fleet's data and can do things that traditional MDMs can't. And instead of installing intrusive agents or locking down devices, Collide takes a user-focused approach that communicates security recommendations to your employees directly on Slack. You can answer every question you have about your fleet without intruding on your workforce. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to find out how. If you follow that link, they'll hook you up with a goodie bag just for activating a free trial. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Again, collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for their support of Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by NordVPN. Get secure and private access to the internet with NordVPN. Do you feel like someone's always looking over your shoulder? That they are tracking you around the internet and then throwing ads at you for what you've already looked at? Watching what you watch on the streaming services? You need NordVPN. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. Where you surf and what you look at is yours and yours alone. Or maybe you're concerned with who might be checking out your web traffic when you visit your local coffee shop or restaurant. Again, NordVPN helps you keep both safe and secure from prying cyber eyes. Using my link, nordvpn.com slash macvoices, can get you a great deal on a two-year plan plus four months free. 
That's 28 months of privacy and security for all your surfing and video binging, no matter where you are. And with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. If you like it, great. You can sleep a little more soundly. If not, they'll issue a refund, and you can pretend like it never happened. But somehow I doubt that. Check it out at nordvpn.com slash macvoices to get your subscription started today. That's nordvpn.com slash macvoices. Thanks to NordVPN for supporting this week's Mac Voices. So this is the third edition. Um, and yes. you know, I guess after everything we've just said, there's no shortage of things in each edition that are new. Um, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. you refine things as you go along, but there's always something new to talk about. And it seems like right now the big thing to talk about is the Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> the, the literally the big thing to talk about yes. is the Apple Watch Ultra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. How, yeah. how much how much time do you spend on the on the Ultra in the book versus the the normal Apple Watch? Everything else. Um, yeah. So, in full disclosure, uh, I didn't have an Apple Watch Ultra to test with. Um, just personally, it's not something that that I need to purchase. Um, I'm not an extreme sports athlete. I know it's hard to tell, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, you know, basically, it has a lot of different features that that are accessible with the online documentation and and uh, all of that. So, a little like quick glimpse into the the the, the grit and dirty world of uh, making books. Sometimes you don't actually have the thing with you. Um, but, you know, f- for example, the Apple Watch has the action button and the action button can do a number of different things. You can program. It's like a, a completely separate physical button and you can set it to maybe start uh, your favorite workout or when you're in the middle of a workout, it can do different sort of splits and timings and um you know, another example that I didn't test hands-on was the the diving capabilities. Um, you know, there's a, a an app that will just let you uh, record how far you are diving, and it's super cool. And then, so I've written about as much as I can. Um, but everything else is is you know consistent with what you'll get with any Apple watch right now. And so, um, you know, uh, like for example, uh, another thing that's, that's, that's brand new that's enhanced with the ultra, but everybody who has a modern watch that can, that can run it, which I think is the series five and above, um, the, the compass app has been completely rewritten and it's, super cool aspect is that you can set waypoints. So let's say you're out on a hike and you just set a waypoint for where you started your hike. And then maybe you're, you know, kind of midway through, or you come to a, you know, a fork in the trail, set another waypoint and uh, just continue on. Now it is probably not the case for a lot of people, but it's completely realistic that I can get lost in the woods because we have lots of trees, and I've never had a good sense of north, south, east, and west. Um, <laughs> all these things I probably shouldn't be admitting uh, out loud. But <laughs> what you can do is uh, set this feature called backtrack. 
And what it will what the compass will do is basically plot you a course back to your waypoints. And as long as you are following the direction on the compass, it'll get you back to where you were. Now that sounds like it's a kind of, you know, cool, neat feature, but what's even better is if you are say out of range, actually this happened to me this weekend. Um, I was out hiking in the North Cascades and, you know, beyond cell coverage. And I had set uh, a, a the fitness app to do, um, sorry, I'd set the workout app to do like an outdoor hike. So it was, you know, tracking my steps and all of that. But I didn't think to, to, you know, do anything with the compass because I was out, I was on a hike, I was looking for photos to shoot. And there was one point where there were like ver- several splits to get back on the, the main path to go back toward the car. And I wasn't exactly sure which one to take. And at that point, there weren't a lot of people there. But I had never set any waypoints. Well, I was like, all right, I'll, g- I'll give this a try because when I opened the Compass app and you tap the little backtrack button, it knew it had been keeping track of all of my steps. A, because I was offline. So, and B, because I was running that workout app. And so... Um, you know, the, the watch had basically just been keeping a bunch of GPS coordinates for me. And that allowed me to know which path I needed to take, which then took me to the next bend. And, um, you know, it, it worked really well. And this was just, you know, on my, my Apple, uh, watch series eight, um, you know, not, not the ultra, anything, you know, super fancy. And so anybody with a series five or later, can take advantage of something like that. That's not a feature I I personally was aware of, um, and, mm-hmm. and so I want to make sure we repeat that that that's not an ultra uh, an Apple Watch Ultra feature. That's uh, Watch Five and above. But also, I I'm, I, I want to make sure because you said it, and I want to make sure I've got it right. You had to be tracking your walk or your hike. Um, you had to have started that in order to have that feature active, right? Um, no. So the, the way that it's supposed to work. And so, um, I I guess my testing is a little, a little skewed because I happen to be using that workout, but the way that it's supposed to work is as soon as you, uh, are, are basically off the grid. So you're watching your phone. They don't have a cellular connection. It can't connect to the internet. So it makes the assumption, oh, you are, uh, you know, out in the wilderness and, the the watch because all the watches have a GPS chip, they can record their locations. It's it's just kind of one of the you know f- features of, of of the workout things. But also with this, uh, it can basically just sort of use that data that it's been collecting in the background because it it saw that I was out of bounds. I was I was away from any sort of civilization or because there was no cellular s- signal or Wi-Fi, I must have been, you know, way far away from civilization because, like, who even goes out there? <laughs> <laughs> and so it, uh, it the, the, the backtrack then uh, can, can take advantage of that. Now, I've, I've seen some reviews and some, uh, like, YouTube videos where uh, that hasn't really consistently kicked in. So maybe that's just a, a, 
a bug that's being worked out. Um, but you know, it's, it's a fallback, which is kind of the point with, with some of the updates here, some of the safety updates, um, is, you know, you have a way to, uh, you know, at least get you started, get you moving in the right direction. Well, yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you specified the fact that it kicks in if you go off the grid, because otherwise then we're going to get the people that write to us and say, oh, my God, my Apple Watch is now tracking me, and you're telling me it's tracking me. And it's like, no, it's not. It's tracking you when when there's a good possibility that you really need it to. And I'm sure if, yeah. if you're really paranoid and you want to go out and get lost in the woods, there's probably a way to turn it off. But why would you want to do that? Yeah, I think so. So. I think so. Yeah. Well, and and the the app um, w- when you turn on the backtrack feature, it specifically needs your permission to access your recent GPS uh, locations, and 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 you have to do that every time. So you know, it's not like Apple's just like, well, maybe you're going to want to use this, so we're just going to track your location all the time. Like that's that's not what's going on here. It's, you know, like a whole lot of these location uh, privacy things, like, you know, you have to specify that it can access that data. And to the best of my knowledge, none of that data goes to Apple because it's all just there on your watch and there on your phone. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's one of those reasons that you probably should get used to turning on the, the the walking or the tracking or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ha- I know I personally have a bad habit of if I leave the house and there's a there's a park um, probably about half a mile from me that you know go down and walk around the park. That I'll get partway down there. And it's like oh you do we see that you're doing an outdoor walk and it's like yeah okay I'll turn it on and then you forget yeah. to turn it off. But I, the the point is you forget to turn it on and it's probably a, a good thing. Now I'm in a pretty relatively urban area at least compared to where you're what you're talking about so i'm mm-hmm. never going to leave connectivity um so it's not quite as it's well, definitely is not a, as big a deal but for someone that's doing some of what you're doing connectivity or not it's a nice feature to have yeah yeah definitely yeah. um and you know y- you can set uh you know different bearings and uh, stuff that that you were able to do before it's just ha- having the waypoints and having the backtrack um and they they redesigned the app so it, it looks a little bit nicer it's just um it, like it's a nice handy thing it's like you take a compass with you if you go camping i can't tell you the last time i actually used a real compass uh but i always have it just in case, uh, you know, I have to I have to scavenge what I know, uh, what I learned in Boy Scouts about how to use an actual compass. And here I have something now on my wrist that will not only you know uh, show me which way is north and see which which heading I'm in and see if I'm I'm you know way off of of my bearing, uh, but it will basically let me retrace my steps if I need to. So it's it's very clever, and again, you know, like like it's it's just this thing on your wrist that's that's doing all this, uh, which is also amazing and and helpful. And if you're not doing anything like that, uh, you know, it's there for you, but it doesn't get in the way, right? Yeah. So that's that's also cool. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Um, you know, the, 
well, just like me, you know, I forget I'm wearing the darn thing. And it says, oh, yeah, by the way, we think you're doing this. Oh, yeah, you're right. I am. You know, good for you and good for me. <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it, 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 it is unobtrusive. It, it will intrude at the right times. And, again, you can turn a lot of that stuff off if, you, if, if it bothers you. But I kind of like to have as much on as I can because it reminds me of all the things that my watch can do that maybe I forget about or I may forget about it in the moment. And it would be useful to yeah. have. Yeah. And in general, I'm finding that that a, a lot of those things are just a little bit better. Like, for example, um, it, it, it seems like if I do start on a walk and I forget to um, you know, start, like, like begin the, the outdoor walk workout that I usually do, um, it seems more consistent that it will you know, notice that I've been walking, that I've been moving, that I'm, you know, my, my heart rate is a little bit up and ask me, you know, oh, it looks like you're on a walk. Do you want to record this? And I say, yes. Um, and what's also nice about that is it starts that activity at the point when, um, like, like, like not just right then, if you've been walking for 10 or 15 minutes, it sort of backfills it from when you you know left your last location or i'm not exactly sure how they, they they determine that algorithm but you know i'll i'll be in the middle of a walk and it'll say do you want to start a walk and i say yes and already you know 12 minutes have gone by and it's been it's been recording that data anyway so i get the advantage of getting the full walk and not just you know maybe the last two-thirds of it so like 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 that is is improved um, I'm trying to think of some of the other like fitness things because so many people have turned to this for fitness. Um, like if you're a runner, there's more information about uh, like tracking heart rate zones, which is pretty cool. Um, so you can say, you know, I need to make sure that my second mile, my heart rate is in the, you know, 130 to 150 range. And there's a way to see that. Um, there's also just different ways to configure what you see during a workout. Because, for example, you know, for, for a walk or a run, you'll see, you know, the time elapsed and the distance and, and a few of those things. But there are other metrics that maybe you want to, like, see your um, elevation climb, for example. And in my book, there's a whole section about how to do that because they they completely changed it from the last version from WatchOS nine, and so if you wanted to you know change the look of it so that you didn't have to look at something that you didn't care about and you wanted to add something that you did, there's a way to do that. But it's not it's not intuitive at all, and so you know it's. It's one of those sort of things where Apple has has changed something in a big way. And I mean, I had to go into the online manuals to figure out how they did this because I, I knew that you could do it, but what I had in my previous books just no longer worked. And the, the short version is you do it on the watch rather than in the, the watch app on the on the iPhone. And that gives you interface that's sort of like when you're when you're setting up new watch faces and you can you know add little components here and there i can't imagine there's any way someone would just stumble upon that they would just think oh well i guess i just have to you know look at my my dumb elevation that i don't really care about what i really want to know is how you know my my heart rate zones are working 
things like that. I'm trying to think Jeff, of what else. Yeah. Well, you, you know, I'm, I've, I guess I'm reminded by of a couple conversations we have had about the iPhone and some people complaining that, you know, if you, it, it takes, you know, you, you have to go five or six levels deep in settings to get to something. And I feel like the, I mean, the watch is a lot younger. And so, you know, it clearly is still evolving and Apple's adding new features to it all the time. But at the end of the day, we're right back to that same old thing that, you know, the more features you add and the more control you offer the user, the more control you offer the user. And therefore, there are more settings and, and finer grain mm-hmm. settings. And I, I, I think Apple does a really, my opinion is Apple does a really good job of trying to put the most used things most of the time at the upper levels. And if you mm-hmm. really are one of those people that wants to dig down, you can get down to them. Is, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, and what you just said about switching, you know, the the control from the the watch app over to the phone, to sorry to the watch itself. I mean, <laughs> part of that seems like that would be a logical step, but if you have to dig down five layers on the watch, it's a lot more difficult than digging down five layers on the watch app. So yeah, you know, where's the trade off? Um, I think we're sort of like straddling a bunch of different trade-offs um you know this is actually an area where i think apple needs to be a little more consistent um because i I mean the basic truth is there's not a whole lot of real estate to work with on the watch and there there are different ways of of accessing these things um but it it's also that that apple thing where some things are just not as discoverable um and so there are things that you can configure on the watch, but you configure it differently on the iPhone. Um, there are a few things, and of course, I can't think of uh, a good example right at the moment. Like I, th- I think so- some of the health-related things, um, you can do more in the health app on the phone rather than uh, you know just in the fitness app or some of those uh, different options. Like for example, there's not a health app on the watch. Um, I'm thinking of like, uh, uh, cycle tracking. So, um, for women who are, who want to track their cycles, um, Apple added new sensors on the series eight and the ultra, and they have temperature sensors that, uh, basically check your, your body temperature at night. Now it seems like like a, a temperature sensor would be cool to have all the time, and I have a feeling that Apple will probably do something in that regard and make it broader. But here they just stuck to a, you know one use case, and it uses that temperature data plus you know whatever other algorithms that they have put together, and um, you know how much you're you're tracking, you know when your period started and if there are any other symptoms or any other circumstances, then it can give you a rough idea of when the ovulation period is, is going to happen. Okay. So all of that, there's a lot more of that in the health app on the phone and on the watch itself, there's a cycle tracking app. And that basically just gives you the options to say, you know, uh, you know, my period started today 
and my period ended here and uh you know you can like make some some rudimentary notes or uh maybe you know track a symptom or fever or something like that um and so you know it's it's not like a mirrored situation where you know whatever you can do on your phone you can do on your watch some things are kind of split and so that's again that's where it helps to have something like like my book where i've run into that that block and say all right there has to be a way to control this thing and i'm not seeing it here so now i need to dig into it and ah all right it's in the apple watch app not the apple health app on the iphone versus a setting on the watch itself so you know like because the watch can do a lot of stuff there's also a level of complication that apple i think mostly hides but for the people who really want to get into that um you know it's not like you can just sit down and say oh well, i'm just going to figure out everything on my watch uh, because you know we're still looking at a you know tiny little interface Jeff is back in the next edition of Mac Voices to wrap up our conversation about the Apple Watch, the Series 8 Apple Watch, the Apple Watch Ultra, and a whole lot more. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope to see you then. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.